is up, guys? Three beers, two, social distancing style. We have a whole bunch of people in the studio today. We got Hog, Bonk, Fab, Jeej, and Big Tom. What's up, boys? Yo. What's up, Hog? Hey, Hoggy. Sitting in my man cave, drinking beer with you boys. What's up, man? What's uh, what's going on? Who, who's cracking the first beer? Jeej. No, no, actually, can Big Tom. Can you introduce your beers, a, a beer of yours? Because your spread was phenomenal today. So introduce a beer that you want to drink first. All right. Um, are we uh, are we putting any any spoiler alerts out there or anything, or can I just go from the hit? No, this is three beers to the Tiger King, and uh, I guess actually we will all introduce a beer we're drinking, and then uh, we'll just talk about it real quick. So, uh, Big Tom, you you first. What's the first beer you're cracking? Yeah, I'll talk about it. I just. Uh... Cracked one bad boy. See, Elysian, which is a beer, uh, Dayglow IPA, and it's got a 600 pound, 620 pound tiger on the front shooting laser beams out of his eyeballs. I think Joe Exotic would approve this one. Freaking laser that's beams. That's hot, man. That's, that's definitely elite. I'm drinking a bombshell blonde because, in my eyes, Joe Exotic is a bombshell blonde. So that's, that's what I'm drinking. Bonk, what you got? Um, the one I'm going to introduce is the, uh, it's called the Kir- the Kirin Strong White Sour. And it was uh, sent straight from Japan to me today. And uh, the logo is a combination of a tiger and a dragon. So a, a Tigon or a Tagon, I don't know. But, uh, it's like a liger, but different. Yeah, a liger. And uh, Joe Joe Exotic had mentioned a liger, but the the white sour taste, I hope, is not some of the taste that Joe Exotic would you know finish his nights off in his mouth with. So we'll oh, figure out. God. <laughs> oh my god! We went. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> right off the bat, <laughs> Fab, have you got anything? <laughs> Can you follow that or no? Uh, I, I I went in search of cat themed beers and I found one. I had seen it before, and I my original intention was to use it for something else, but here we are on Tiger King episode. So, from Lost Coast Brewery in Eureka, California, it's an amber owl ale, and uh, it's called the Alley Cat. Oh, the Alley Cat! I like it. Yeah, it's got a cat on the cover as you might imagine uh hanging out of a trash can oscar the grouch style he's wearing a knit red cap he's got a piercing in his left ear and a patch over his left eye so it's just this you know perhaps homeless cat that's hanging out in an alley somewhere alley cat very appropriate to very appropriate to to many things and i think uh joe exotic would approve and jeej i think you just have a smattering of shit you're drinking right yeah, so I have uh, I'm going through the quarantine blues right now, and uh, I'm trying to save all the beers I've been buying over the last few weeks, uh, the ones I haven't drinking yet, you know, for a normal normal quarantine day. So I I, I raided my fridge, the back of my fridge specifically, and found some real winners. I mean, I have a Guinness that's one of my beers which I love, uh, but the other two are total wild cards and. Uh, yeah, I'll let you know how they are. I'll, I'll when we cross that bridge, I'll let you know. But it's going to be an interesting one for me. My hangover is going to be really special. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, boys. Let's crack them and drink them. 
Oh yeah. All right. Um, so I'm gonna see if this this intro works here, boys. Let's uh, get right into beat or leap. Beat or leap. I'm gonna start uh, quick, quick, uh, quick beat from me. Excuse me, quick beat. I um, I'm a little nervous. Arizona Cardinals fan here. Super pumped. First day of free agency. First second day. Cardinals make a big splash, right? They trade for DeAndre Hopkins. The league year has started. Trades are allowed to be announced because of the coronavirus and uh, the lack of medical exams on people. So they're announcing these trades without them becoming official, which is a little weird. And then today, Pro Football Talk comes up with an article saying, hey, if this DeAndre Hopkins, these medical exams don't come back positive, the trade could fall apart. So I'm a little nervous as a Cardinals fan that my hopes and dreams for the year of 2020, if it even plays out, may just be done. Like if the Hopkins trade falls apart, that would suck. Uh, Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins has already pledged $150,000 to Arizona, like coronavirus, you know, uh, charities and stuff. David Johnson has already pledged his allegiance to, you know, the Texans, which sucks for him. Uh, but I, I, just, I don't know what's going to happen. It's a really like weird situation with this le- the league year and the, the lack of medical exams and stuff like that. So I, I'm a little nervous, guys. Should I be? Am I am I out of uh, out of my mind here? What what's should I be okay? Should I be confident? I you should think, be nervous. Yeah, you should be nervous. The NFL is going to have to do something to figure out like how they can finalize these trades that involve draft picks without getting physicals done. Because yeah, the team that traded for the player, they want to make sure that he's healthy, and obviously the other team wants to be able to use their draft pick. I would imagine that they're going to force it either having a team doctor travel to wherever that player is or have them try to get in before the draft or, you know, find a doctor yeah, Hulk, I was gonna say. local to that player. Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. how bad does, how bad does D hops physical need to come back at, for that deal to fall apart? That makes sense. It, it's not D hop. It's, it's uh, David Johnson, you know, his wrist. I feel okay, like that's okay. the thing that's going to, and I think all Texans fans across the country are like, fuck, fail your physical because we don't want you and we want Hopkins back and we want to file fire Bill O'Brien. I feel like that's the, the thing I'm worried about here. Yeah, I would definitely be nervous for uh, a different reason than what you guys have been talking about. Um, it's called karma. You guys clearly took advantage of Bill O'Brien. Um, <laughs> he did not give his consent. And you got you reap the benefit of trading a washed up running back for a top two wide receiver. So that's that's karma coming back to bite you. And yeah. uh, I predict the Cardinals four and twelve this year. Four and twelve. Holy a sixteen game season. Four and twelve. Not making the playoffs. I got it. Uh, full season from the Jeej. <laughs> hey, at least there's some positive about that. Yeah, man. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, uh, Big Tom, I want you to give me your beat or leap, my friend. Yeah, hey, I would love to. Uh, I got one of each of those, and it's going to be back, boys. Thanks for having me. I'll start with the, um, you know, I'll start with the beat, and not to sound too typecasted, but I got a little basketball uh, beat to talk about. We're going to talk about the one and only uh, LeBron James. With uh, with LeBron, you know, the uh, the financial sector right now is feeling a little bit of a Stock plunge as everybody who has any type of IRA or anything knows. Um, I'd say LeBron's personal stock is probably plummeting even further down than the market is. 
Um, and I'll tell you why. Let's say it, so, so peaked about a couple years ago when he won the championship by himself in Cleveland, you know, assembled a little bit of a team and then was able to get it done. Coming down with, um, you know, he made those comments with the whole uh, Maury deal and the Rockets in China a couple years, uh, a couple months ago. That's neither here nor there, but that definitely uh, lost some favor, I think, over here. And then uh, the biggest one, which is a little more recent, a little more relevant, is that he said that uh, he would not come back and play without fans present. And he said it just wouldn't be the same, wouldn't be worth it. And then he made some other comments about not wanting to play if the season went uh, into if the season went straight into the playoffs, even though the Lakers retained the number one seed. So bottom line, I think uh, you know a little bit of his ego getting the best of him. He started out; he was so young in the league, and now here he is. He's really everybody wants him to be the new Jordan. Everybody's kind of tossed up: is he going to eclipse Michael Jordan's shadow? Trying to get out of it, and he just keeps putting his foot in his mouth in regards to I mean, just saying the wrong things at the wrong time. And I think saying there is no way that he would play without fans present and being able to, you know, help him out in an adversary court or with the home court presence, you know, it kind of, kind of just sucks for the guys who, you know, as America's kind of going through everything and really the world right now, just wanted to watch him play at home and, and try to get some satisfaction out of the sports world. I don't know what y'all's thoughts on that one. Yeah, I actually, I really agree with you. I think uh, LeBron has made some comments he kind of regrets, and I, I don't want to speak for him, but uh, you know, at this point in the world, like as you said, we would just love to have sports. I, I don't know if he would revisit those comments and say, let's play. Uh, but I think his stock, as especially the Lakers and their window, is if this year doesn't pan out and if they don't play for a championship, I feel like that is going to hurt, like you said, stock in the future and uh, his chance to win those rings and prove himself better than Jordan. And I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen here. I mean, winning three rings with three different teams would be something absolutely incredible. And uh, I, I just, I think it's very much in jeopardy. And I think right now he would just love to play basketball. And that's just me saying that. I, I don't know if it's, you know, what he thinks, but it's definitely what he said. Big Tom, uh, the, the one comment, I, I kind of agree with you, but um can you refresh my memory of who your favorite NBA team is? Oh, I'm a diehard LA Clippers fan, but that's going to uh, be your <laughs> Okay. We'll there take our number no two. Team to bring that up. We'll start the playoffs today. Yeah. <laughs> Roger. Uh, Kawhi is the no, robot we need. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, so that's my beat. Uh, Leak coming at you. And you guys probably heard uh, it's getting a little bit of coverage now. Uh, we'll talk about. Not just uh, baseball, but Korean baseball. The Korean baseball organization, um, they're kind of the, you know, <laughs> as uh, as Jeej likes to talk about in his locks, we got we got some darts going on, we got some ping pong going on, but uh, it's really Korean baseball that's about to save the world and be the first um, kind of mainstay sport that's going to stand back up or projected to stand back up as we recover from the global pandemic. Target start date is uh, April 23rd. And uh, in case you guys hadn't heard, you probably had um, the Chinese Basketball Association have projected an earlier start. So did the uh, Nippon Professional Baseball League in Japan. However, right as that baseball league stood up in Japan, they had uh, over three players immediately test positive. So that kind of uh, shut that one down. Biggest thing with the uh, Korean Baseball League, it seems like, uh, you know, just like, we just spoke about everybody's just yearning for something, right? Like some semblance of normal sports again, like who really cares if there's a crowd there or not. We just want to 
you know, feel the competition again, be able to watch something, be able to bet on something for those who do. But it's saying that uh, the Korean baseball organization is going to have full body temperature scans and they're going to stop any game at uh, any point. Anybody tests over 99 degrees, which is pretty low, but it's pretty cautious. And then uh, at any point, if there is any type of uh, positive test from either a field hand or an actual player or a manager or coach or anyone, they're going to shut down the league for a minimum of two weeks at that point. So it seems like finally mainstay sports somewhere in the world are making a re-entry and it seems to be in the, in the correct manner right now. Something that's pretty late. That's awesome news. But my question is, are there any ginger Koreans? Cause this full body <laughs> scan could be trouble for them in the lower regions. <laughs> it definitely not be below 99 degrees. <laughs> that's not where, I Come on. That. <laughs> I, not where i thought you were going with that but i love it that's great I, I think i think if you bet on what league would come back first you would have good odds if you bet earlier that the the korean you know baseball league would be the first one to come back that would have been a solid payout yeah dude i love it man i love it bonk welcome back thanks hog what do you got <sighs> i got a Elite that I'll start with, and uh, it's kind of off the radar, but uh, I like throwing out some love to Major League Baseball. So uh, Hall of Famer uh, Ralph, or Al Kaline, excuse me, uh, passed away, which is not elite, but uh, celebrating his career and his, his life was is, is elite. So the guy played 22 years with the Tigers, first Tiger to retire his number. Um, but uh, that's great, Hall of Famer, uh, great career, great man, but... These two little nuggets are totally elite. So this guy, so he played from like 53 to 1970, 71-ish. But during his era, even after he won the batting title in 1955, so two years after he was in the league, he was working at a sporting goods store for the first five years he was in a league. I just can't imagine like going and seeing fucking Mike Trout at Dick's or something like that. So I, yeah. hence was the 1950s when we were in the Korean war or whatever, but uh, totally crazy. And the other elite part of his career that I have to mention as a humongous St. Louis Cardinals fan was in 1968 when they were in the world series run and they won towards the end of his career, he had broke his arm was out for a few uh, points of the season and was underperforming throughout the season. So he goes to his manager his name is Mayo Smith. Uh, love the name Mayo. Says, you know what? I I suck. I don't even. I'm not good enough to even start in the World Series. <laughs> and he obviously made him play the whole World Series. It went seven games. He hit 380, two homers, eight RBIs, and they won the World Series over the Cardinals. So, kind of a couple elite things to that guy's career. Al Kaline, uh, R.I.P. Bud. Um, and my beat is has to deal with Mel Kiper. Not a fan of Mel Kiper. I don't like how his hair is combed over his ear hole or whatever. It's gross. Isn't that it's gross? gross? Yeah. I just don't like his <laughs> I don't like his attitude uh in general, but but he was on a ESPN or Coward or something and he was talking about how pretty much what you kind of mentioned, Hog, about the lack of ability to medically and uh assess some of the training workouts of the guys, i.e. Tua who has had multiple high ankle sprains and obviously the hip surgery in the off season. And he was saying four to six weeks ago, he thought the Redskins at number two had a really good chance to go grab him. But because of the, you know, 
most of general managers and owners right now, because of the unknown, are going to fade someone like Tua where the physical and stuff is just more unknown. So Chase Young is probably going to the Redskins. Chase Young is not going to win the Redskins of the Super Bowl, just like J.J. Watt did not win the Houston Texans of the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying Tua could, but a quarterback is more of a game changer than a DN. That's my beat. Yeah. Yep. I, um, as a Redskins fan, are you, would you rather have Tua or would you rather have Chase Young right now? Absolutely, Tua. And, you know, and let Tua and Dwayne Haskins fight it out. And yep. Dwayne Haskins beats him out. I highly doubt it. But then great. Then Tua is a good third round trade bait. And then you can go, get, I don't know. Then you can go get that running back we talked about last week that's going to back up for two for two years right. and then come in and go to two Pro Bowls. So, that's it. Uh, yeah, I, I really ah, for a franchise that won five, well, excuse me, three games last year. Chase Young is not going to win them more than two games. He's just not. So. A, a great player, a game changer, but not the answer. He's just not. No, man. Not what you get for being the second to last team in the league. Dwayne that's, Hask- not, that's not the prize you but get. Dwayne there. Haskins offense is going to put up 14.8 points a game. And yeah. Yeah. It's going to be painful to watch. It, it is. And uh, your defense, yeah, you'll have a, a sack or two extra a game. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. fuck, that doesn't do shit, man. Yeah, they're going to go 4-12. and 12. That's awesome. Sweet. Yeah, awesome. Hey, we'll back back at it again next year, hopefully with a live draft. Yeah. So it's kind of one of the COVID-19 bummers, but there's much more bummers than that. But that's one that's affecting. You brought up your team and I brought up mine. So that's my beat, man. You have to. Yeah. All right. That's beat and elite. Beat and elite. Right. Complete. All right. Jeege. What's up, babe? All right, so babe. I'll start with my elite. The PGA and various other associations that are involved with professional golf have announced a new tentative schedule. Obviously, this is all contingent on what this coronavirus wants to do in the summer. If it dies and goes away, or if it rears it rears its ugly head, then who the fuck knows? But right now, they rescheduled um, a lot of the majors. So the only major that's officially canceled is the British open. It's unfortunate, but that's a, the European Royal and ancient associations decision. It's not the PGA's, but rescheduled the PGA championship is rescheduled for August 6th through the 9th in TPC Harding park, San Francisco. The U S open is scheduled for September 17th through the 20th in winged foot in New York on Long Island. And then, the granddaddy of them all, if you will, of golf, the Masters, has been rescheduled for November 12th through the 15th. So this new schedule looks like a PGA Championship in August, FedEx Cup, four tournaments involved in that, in between that and the U.S. Open, and then you have the Masters to cap it in November, uh, which I just think is awesome news. Obviously, none of it matters if COVID-19 continues, but... You also have the Ryder Cup thrown in there, which has not changed its dates from uh, September 25th through 27th. So it's it's going to be a hell of a fall if things hold up. You throw that in with football Sundays and Saturdays, and it could be one for the ages. Um, you know what I was going to say? I was going to save this for later, but um, is this going to create like – uh, maybe a mecca is the wrong word. Is this going to create like a um, the the perfect storm of sports for men? Like, are we are we all fucked? Married married men in particular here. Are we all in trouble this fall? If, if sports, you know, this all comes, everything goes away. We can watch sports, and we have we we have baseball, and we're just th- we're thirsty. We're thirsty for sports. We have all 
golf and football and college football and shit. Uh, are we fucked? Do we need to like get honey do list done now? Like yeah. just build up all this good karma? Yes. Do your honey do list while you're in quarantine. That's what I've been doing. I've been I've done like three house projects a day basically to get this shit knocked out. So that when it when Sunday, you know, November uh whatever fifteenth rolls around, Masters final round, you have NFL pl- NFL like week, I don't know, twelve ish. That's just a guess. Uh college football, like that's unreal. And that's plus baseball maybe thrown in there. I think I know we're talking about this later, but baseball is talking about a different season. So like it I need to get more TVs in one room, basically. Yeah. I don't yeah, and I you don't have think to build your out. I think I think golf's gonna move to the weekday just with all this. I think it'll be the last one to fall out. I mean, time. literally though, like you're gonna come home, be like you're gonna work all day, you come home, like I have to watch sports. And your wife would be like, You fucking have watched sports for the last forty two days in a row. Because every single day will have something on it. Yeah, exactly. And we're not watching any sports now, so it's just a double double dip. I mean the bet, the amount of money I'm gonna bet this fall is gonna be sad to my bank account. But yeah. Our bookies are just chomping. except that you're gonna win. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, so many the amount of investing you'll be investing this fall. Yeah, I pulled all my money out of the market so I can invest this fall. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, invest at the bottom of the market. That's the best thing. <laughs> uh, so many. So that's your that's your leet or your 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 beat. No, that's my leet. Leet. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my beat is, uh, I guess I'm kind of a dick for doing this, but like, cause we shouldn't shame people for trying to bring back live sports of any kind, really. But the NBA is trying to put on a game of horse between its various stars while they're in isolation. So they're going to be shooting baskets in their indoor home gyms against each other televised, which, okay, you have a sporting event televised, sporting event in air quotes, because horse is not fun for anyone watching. It's only fun for the people playing, and it's only fun for people who are out of shape or young to play. You'd rather just play basketball, like one-on-one or 21 or something like that. To have elite athletes playing, shooting half-court shots on TV, like with no one else in I don't know. It sounds so fucking stupid. And I think it's the NBA's way of telling us that the season's going to end, but hey, we're giving you something, which is kind of no. disappointing. That's like a, a final meal. Yeah, they're they're throwing yeah. us a bone, but it's a pretty shitty yeah. bone. That sucks. Yeah, no one wants I, I a shitty want bone. NBA season. Yeah, I don't want a shitty bone, man. <laughs> but I guess a, any bone is better than no bone. I don't know. <laughs> Will I bet horse? Probably, bone. but fuck it. Yeah, but hey, well, but fuck it. Um, <laughs> God, <laughs> no, man. I I don't know. It, it it's sad, but I would bet on that. I would bet like fucking crazy on horse right now. I would. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather bet NASCAR i racing, which was oh, sorry, I had two beats. My other beat was Bubba Wallace. In the, you guys have heard of NASCAR i racing, right? Yeah, you, yeah. you talked about the uh, the cast, I think, last time. Yeah, so like simulated. Computer game racing, they all have their rigs set up in their houses. So Bubba Wallace, one of the racers, he's a NASCAR driver as well, got into a crash during the race and he just rage quit and just bailed. <laughs> and his he lost his sponsorship because of it. Uh, 
I think it's oh. Blue Emu. His sponsor was like, "We can't. You're a disgrace." Blah blah blah. Whatever. And they dropped him from uh, their sponsorship list, which I thought was how twenty twenty. How twenty twenty is that, man? Like you fucking crash on an electronic game and you lose a ton of fucking money from that. Well, he, he didn't lose money from crashing. He lost money for rage quitting. From he turned off his Xbox because he fucking that's died. Even, yeah, that's more twenty twenty actually. I would yeah. Say. So oh, I thought that God. was pretty beat. I love it. Fab, Beb, I need to hear from you. Yeah. All right. Give so me some beat or lead. Funny you should ask. I have a beat. I have a lead. I actually did a late second edition that I'm going to change my lead. I'll open with my beat. And it is uh, Rob Gronkowski winning the WWE 24-7 belt. It's kind of a gimmick. The 24-7 belt means that it can be won at any time of day, any day of the week, you have to always be defending it. So in the most recent uh, WWE WrestleMania 36, I believe, Gronk was like a guest host and commenter, and then during a match, climbed up onto a perch and jumped on top of like 10 different people who were all fighting for this belt, knocked them all out, and then pinned Mojo Rowley, who he's friends with, and claimed a 24-7 belt. So right now, Rob Gronkowski is holding a... WWE championship belt. A lot of people predicted that he would go into professional wrestling. He just seems like he has a personality for it. And to those keen NFL fans, and especially Buffalo Bills fans, they would also know that he has a smart elbow for it, too. In 2017, uh, Rob Gronkowski completely, after the whistle, blindsided a Bills defensive back, Tredavious White, who was a first-team All-Pro this year, mind you. After Tredavious White uh, picked off a pass intended for Gronk, uh, Gronk, with Tredavious White laying on the ground on his stomach, Gronk threw his entire body weight into his elbow into the back of Tredavious White's head, gave him a concussion. Uh, so that was not that was not leaked, and therefore uh, I'm calling this whole WWE move beat because it's just Gronk up to his old tricks, but now uh, it's okay because he's in professional wrestling and Vince McMahon's. So. I don't know, man. That whole Gronk thing was just weird to me. Was it weird to anyone else? Like without you guys see the clips, like no audience, nothing. Yeah, it's that's fucking weird. It's right? tough because you know half of WWE is the entrance music and the crowd reaction when somebody surprising enters the ring, and without that, it just it feels like a dress rehearsal, you know. Which I think we're gonna see a lot of with uh, the coming sports seasons because I have a feeling that they're gonna play games in front of empty stadiums before they open them up to fans. Uh, just to get some kind of sport back. So we're going to see at least basketball or baseball played in front of no crowds. It wouldn't be that big of a factor in baseball, but especially in football and I think in basketball, it'll feel very weird. I thought yeah. I thought it was weird with the uh, the last time, you know, the public saw Gronk was him and that passionate display in the interview that he had talking about how broken his body was as well. Right. And uh, why he was leaving football just because he was 29 years old when he retired and and was just terrified about his own personal health. And then seems like an interesting pivot from that piece. Yeah, I, I will say that was an interesting pivot. And especially it's like WWE, which seems like such an, uh, it's portrayed as such a high impact sport. And, uh, you know, the first thing you see his, him doing is jumping off this balcony and crushing 10 other people, <laughs> crushing, uh, and, uh, you know, getting the 24 seven belt. So yeah, definitely weird, weird. Yeah. And then I have a lead. I'm going to play a sound clip for you guys. I hope it comes through, but let me know if you can guess what this is. 
Sounds like a sheep bawing. All right. Uh, close. Uh, <laughs> Goats fucking. Uh, that actually. <laughs> that was my first thought. That I was like, wait, no, it might be sheep. Actually, panda bears. Oh, oh. I got the so, mammal part right. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, for those of you nature enthusiasts out there, you know that uh, Yin Ying and Li Li are two pandas at the Ocean Park Zoo in Hong Kong. They've been trying to get these two to mate for 10 years. A decade. 10 years, Ying Ying or Li Li, I'm not sure which one, has been in the friend zone. Finally, they shut the park down. <laughs> because of coronavirus, and left to their own natural devices with no audience to watch and get in the way, uh, they go at it. And they're hoping that it results in a pregnancy, because as you know, uh, pandas are vulnerable species, and anyone born really helps them out. So they, they God, they I hope she's not on the pill. But, uh, <laughs> Dude, the, the photos are a pretty graphic. Yeah, well, that, that was a video that I played. Obviously, you guys only heard the yeah. sound, but they have a video of Ying Ying and Lele just going to town, so to speak. So some zookeeper is just standing in the corner jerking off video yeah. him? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, the yeah, fortunate off, with man. today's technology, you only need one hand to record, so he's free to do whatever he wants <laughs> with the other hand. Uh, I, I love it, man. And I, I, I hope, I guess, I hope it makes a panda. I don't know. Pretty cool. Keep Panda it going for Panda. Yeah. Like they're the number one attraction at zoos, and when <laughs> a new one is on the way, they sell special commemorative stamps and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's true. It's a big money maker, man. I feel like a Joe Exotic would be be proud of that. Yeah, is there something? A- is there something deeper here though? Like this is a a call to ban people at zoos to get people to get the animals to mate. Maybe. Is it our fault they weren't mating? It could be. Well, do you like fucking in front of people, Gigi? No, that's what I'm saying. I don't think I could. If I was laying looking, I don't think I could get it hard enough to fuck in front of a bunch of peach people. (laughs) A bunch of paying customers? Yeah. I guess I'm really fucking thirsty. Can we crack another beer? Uh, We were supposed to wait. (laughs) No, no, no. I just want to. Get the sound bite in. Let's go. Yeah. I just had to number two. Finish that white sour down my mouth. All right. Ooh. Uh, Big Tom, uh, instead of going through everybody, you had the best beers. What was your second beer you're drinking? All right. My, you know, we've been, uh, we've been throwing his name around. My second beer I've got is uh, by 10 Barrel Brewing, which I think is from Southern California and is a, None other than the Joe IPA. Some would say the Joe Exotic IPA. Uh, we can say that for the cast if we want to, but the Joe IPA. It's uh, it's an Indian Pale Ale, and it's six six point nine percent alcohol by volume. Not a joke. Okay. Yeah. Oh it, my god. Big Tom, I, I'm following you, bro. It says Bend, Oregon. I think Gigi's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to correct you, but I didn't want to sound like a douche. They have a brewery in San Diego, but they opened it up a couple years back. The original one's in Bend. You uh, know. And now I sound Joe, like a I'm douche. A well, I'm the one who brought it up, but I, I'm copy Big Tom. I like Joe IPA. Yeah, how to do it. Joe, Joe IPA. Well, so, guys, I want to start the second part of this podcast. So, we, we had the sports. Now, I kind of want to introduce you guys again. So, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Oh, fuck let's, you. <laughs> let's, let's talk about sports, man. 
Um, uh, we talked about this last episode. The Tiger King is a phenomenon, right? The, the Netflix struck gold with saving this, not saving, but it just came out at the perfect time where we can't leave our fucking houses. And this crazy, crazy person is on TV introducing other crazy characters, right? And so we've uh, hopefully you've seen the episodes. If you haven't, then skip forward to the end or just stop listening, whatever. Um, but I, I mean, holy shit. Can, can you explain this? Like, what the fuck? This is the perfect reality show, right? The perfect Netflix special, right? It is. I agree. uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, Hog, I don't. I don't think we can explain it, man. (laughs) I'll notice one thing that Netflix documentarians seem to love, and it is that sound clip of "This is a collect call from insert penitentiary name here." Uh, They learned it with uh, "Making a Murder," and they capitalized on it again with "Tiger King." But they just love getting that soundbite of the guy calling for prison. Real quick. Uh, Jeez, can you throw something at something? Oh, yeah. But I, I just came up with a random thought. We need to play Mary Fuck Kill with the people from Tiger King. Oh, God. Oh, that's, yeah, don't ruin this for me, man. Wait, did you have that? Yes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Dude, this whole round table is going to be all Tiger King. It's going to be great. All right, all right. All right, I'll throw something at something. Throw something at something, my friend. Mind you, this is extremely long range. It's at least two feet from me right now, so bear with me here. Oh, we got a good one. Toronto. We're going international. Toronto, eh? going Toronto. I was aiming right, for Fab. Buffalo, but it was clearly Toronto. I appreciate that, Gigi. Clearly Toronto, Fab. All right, cool. All right. Uh, I have to ask you, if, if Joe Exotic was good at sports what sport would he be good at and if depending on how exotic this is great pun depending on how exotic the sport is what espn channel would it be on one through eight okay uh i think looking at joe exotic just watching the tape uh putting on the film the all 22 if you will uh, he's got limited mobility. His agility isn't great. He seemed to have a prior knee injury because he was wearing a leg brace for most of the show. I think he had a cane at a, one point, too. And uh, when that yeah. tiger got him on the ground, he was not going anywhere. So uh, he can't really play any live competitive sport that involves running or needing to move. So I'm going to say disc golf would be Joe Exotic's sport. Okay, I think, disc golf. I like that. I Maybe think you could, you could kind of limp. From yeah, he could limp around. He, all he's got to do is just throw the frisbee. I, he looks like the kind of guy who could effectively twirl, you know? So I'm thinking he's got good trunk rotation, power through the hips, so to speak, to really launch those uh, frisbee drives. And then he can hobble his way down to wherever it lands and take his next shot. So yeah, I'm going to say disc golf, and that would, and would land him uh, probably on ESPN 7. Because there's a lot of people who play disc golf. Like, they go to parks and play disc golf. So You don't think disc golf would be a little too torquey on his uh, bum knee? No, because I think he could uh, work around it and really not move his lower body at all and just twist from the waist. Distance is in the lower body, though, man. 
Yeah, and I'm saying he'd be a scrappy player who uh, he would get. I like that. I like he'd that. get enough distance out of his drives, and then he'd just be, you know, a fucking clutch. His short game would be untouchable. Just yeah, great up and down game. And we already we know what he would call his uh, his putter club, the very very close range one. What's that? Prince Albert, duh. He'd probably even get like a padlock drawn or etched onto it. Lock it down, my friend. So, for our listeners who don't understand this joke, ESPN one is ESPN one is football. ESPN eight is cherry pit spitting, and uh, there's a spectrum in between those two. And so, seven is disc golf. Is what we're saying. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I like that. ESPN seven is where they're playing. My friend, you have work to do. Check out Toronto. Toronto. The craziest five or, you know, seven misconnections. And uh, we're going to start talking about some other random Joe exotic shit. I'll be here. Can I say what sport I think he'd be good at? You know what? The Jeej, that's fine. But you have to give me. A line on it, though. You uh, hold on. I'm gonna get the Jeej soundbite in here, and then I want you to tell me the sport, and then give me some sort of betting shit on it. Ready? Hold on. Here's here's the the soundbite. The Jeej. So I like Joe Exotic in noodling. Oh, noodling! <laughs> Love it. Yes. Oh, that's a firm fruit. Noodling like he drank too much and couldn't fuck. What? <laughs> no, I get catfish fishing. It's it's, it's catfish fishing with, with your, your fist. Oh, yeah, he's fisting a catfish. So you 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 go neck deep into water. You feel around with your hands at the bottom. I, I've never done it, but you know, t- a, a guy I know, guy I know did it. And uh, you feel around with your hands. You let the catfish bite your hand, and then you pull your arm out of the water, and then you have a catfish. Oh shit! That's hot, dude. Yeah, and I think you could get other body parts involved that are have built-in hooks on them. So he'd be very good at it. You're saying you could catch three or four catfish at once. Yeah, exactly. Multi-hook, like a treble hook situation, if you will. And once they bite on, you can just let it sit for a while too, and you just enjoy that moment. You don't have yeah, to like just, pull it just out nibbles right away. It just kind of yeah, gives it like a little sucking sensation. It's a gummy, a gummy sucky motion. Yeah, they don't use a lot of teeth. Exotic right, sounds so, like you like that. Would, would Joe Exotic be the favorite in this sport, or is there a cat noodler, a noodler better than Joe Exotic? Uh, Carol Baskin's husband. <laughs> um. There are probably noodlers out there that could uh, match Joe Exotic, but to gather them in one place on ESPN the Ocho and have them actually be in a competition, I think would be difficult. So I think Joe Exotic would be the, would be tough. The, huh? Would be the favorite, the uh, odds-on early favorite for the noodling. And I, I give it if you get like an hour to noodle, giving the over/under at twenty-two and a half pounds. Oh. What? A fish. I'm taking the under at minus 105. If that's what you, if you give me minus 105, (laughs) I'm taking the under. Depends on how flush with uh, catfish the river is, I guess. (laughs) Stupid. 
I love it. Yeah. You wanted a line on uh, something dumb, so I gave it to you. Yeah, no, I love it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, uh, Jeej, feel free to comment on this next one, but I'm going to ask Big Tom and Bonk something here, all right? Um, I'm going to go or go Big Tom because he's the guest. All right, yeah, uh, this is this is a little far fetched, but I like this. Okay, we're in a, we're in an arena, and you you're picking your champion to to fight for you, right? So you have Carol Baskin, Big Tom. You've seen Tiger King, right? I am I am complete. It has digested. I've seen it. Oh my god! Well done. You have to pick Carol Baskin, Joe Exotic, or Joe or a Doc Antel to uh, be your champion. Who, who are you picking in a fight to the death? Carol, every single time, no questions. She is the yeah. only one who has killed another person in this in this whole <laughs> uh, <laughs> mini series for sure. You're saying Joe tried to, but he paid he paid someone three grand. <laughs> hey, Joe Joe paid a meth addict three thousand dollars to attempt to kill somebody <laughs> and then failed. Doc Antle is is a wizard you know, and is running Myrtle Beach in the own harem that he wants it to be. But, uh, oh, Carol, the, Carol will look you in the eyes and rip your guts out without you even knowing Carol every time. Bonk, do you agree with this or are you picking a different champion? Uh, one thing I do agree with Big Tom on, that Joe Exotic would be my last choice. Did you see him when he had, like, cologne on his feet or something? <laughs> he, like, <laughs> He was like, "You bitch, you bitch," and yeah, yeah, dude. He couldn't even shoot this. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be in a cage with tigers for one, but uh, I don't really see the other two doing that. I see like uh, Doc and Delph like trying to fuck a tiger or something weird. Uh, I might go with <laughs> he wanted the, he wants a tiger to fuck him actually, or or that uh, Joe Exotic would be my last choice. I, I might go with Doc Antel just on sheer weight uh carol looks like she's got some big fat saggy old tits so she might have packing some weight too but uh i'll go with the flavor saver doc antel because he's he's got i think he's got the iq on carol carol has the killer instinct so it'd be a good match i'd like to to weigh in on this um i agree with bonk (laughs) carol baskins is an obvious choice she has killed people before but she had the help of her tigers. If you're saying there's no tigers involved, are there tigers involved? No, no, no. It's um, my original question was going to be: you get you, you the cult, you get the whole cult with you. So oh, you get the cult shit. of Carol Baskins and her crazy T-shirt leveling up people. You have Doc Antle and his crazy like wives, and you have <laughs> Joe Exotic with his husbands, and they're like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> If you're going full cult, if you're going to full cult, I gotta pick Joe Exotic because they're gonna be messed up. They they all have guns. They have four wheelers. They have a shitload of meth. They're all gonna be. Oh, you talking about like you're talking about like gun toting redneck Oklahomans and dirt bikes and shit or quads? yeah, they're gonna have fucking hopped up on meth, full <laughs> automatic weapons. They have quads. They have boats. They have everything. They're, they would fuck everyone up if they're if it was a, cult, a full cult situation. If it's one on one, that's a totally different story. Like Joe Exotic's first one dead, but I'm saying <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know the husbands were involved with guns. I, I got to disagree with Gigi for uh, <laughs> for the full cult thing. Uh, immediate disadvantage for Joe Exotic's. Every single person is an amputee. 
So you're already missing at least <laughs> only one, one person's an amputee. Two, two, Man. two, all of them. I mean, that dude has some badass legs. Uh, you know, prosthetic. Oh, legs. that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about the fat guy in a fucking wave rider, dude? The fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the businessman, James Garrison. Yeah. The businessman, dude. Dude, the guy with the uh, no legs would be in like a technical with a fifty cal in the back. Like I'm telling you, Joe Exotic's team would dominate because they have so many fucking full auto class three guns on that ranch, or they did before whatever. Jeff Lowe, before uh, fucking Carol Baskins, dude. They would dominate. Carol Baskins is a fucking hippie. Well, I'm telling in her, you, in her, like d- her fucking beta husband, well, she's a murderer, man. Just on a on his knees with a fucking. Dog collar on his neck, like that dude's worthless. So you got Carol Baskins versus the full Joe Exotic Army. I'm going Joe Exotic's Army. What, what I'm saying, no, dude, I'm talking about her. Like that would be her, like volunteer army of zealots. Of like, I start with a blue shirt and then I move to a green shirt and then I move to a red shirt. Those people were fucking insane. Yeah. They were fucking insane, dude. Um, you're right. You're right. Th- that was the original question, and then I, I toned it back to just the people, and I think you're both wrong. I think Joe Exotic would play dead, and then they would let Doc Antel fight Carol Baskins to the death, and then Joe Exotic would just come up and fucking would, over the winner's head and just win. Like, it would be... Joe Exotic, 100%. You think he's that smart? Just Joe Exotic ran- is not that smart to have he, that strategy. Because he ran for governor and president. <laughs> <laughs> has, has any of us done that? No. Dude is a fucking champion, bro. Oh, How man. impressive was that? He got like 19% of the vote. 19%. I, right? That's insane. <laughs> if you live in Oklahoma, if you're a listener in Oklahoma, rethink your fucking life. Seriously, uh, that guy got 20% of the vote in Oklahoma. One out of five people in Oklahoma voted, voted for him. It's crazy. Yeah. Hog did. I, of course I did. I forgot you're from Oklahoma, Hog. Is it true that Joe Exotic gave the commencement speech? A commencement speech? I don't know. Your that. commencement you speech. You were there. Yeah. Uh, it, and it was a Zoom commencement speech. We were all in line. It's fine. All right, um, Jeege, man, give me give me your beer. What's your last beer? And then I also want to hear the beer from Big Tom after that. So Big Tom had a smorgasbord. Okay, so I will go. So I had a Ballast Point Peanut Butter Victory at Sea Imperial Porter. That was my second beer. I will not talk about that because it's heinous. I will talk about my third beer, the Stone Viking Space Probe Double IPA. It's unfiltered, 8.5%, and it also happens to be a uh, 22-ounce tall boy. Well, I was going to make fun of you because my beer had more uh, alkali volume, but yours is 22 ounces? Yeah, it's a big daddy. Holy fuck. Okay, uh, uh, okay Jesus. Uh, big Tom, what do you got? All right, I got the, uh, you know, kind of just rounding out the theme of the world right now. Uh, another 10-barrel special. Uh, this one from, from Bend, not Southern California, though. Uh, Bend, Oregon. We've got the Ap- Apocalypse IPA. IPA as in uh, India Pale Ale, Apocalypse as in the end of the world. Um, it says it's got... <laughs> it's It's got... Piney and perfectly balanced as advertised, and it's rocking a mean uh, 6.8%. It's no 9.5 or here, but 
You know, it tastes like the end of days. Okay. I don't know what that tastes like, but uh, probably Satan's butthole, I guess. But uh, let me know how it is, man. <laughs> I'm rocking. Wow. I'm I'm going to rock victory. Um, my significant other, my wife bought this for me thinking I liked this beer. Never had it in my life. It's called the Golden Monkey. It's a Belgian style triple ale with added spice. It's nine and a half percent. So I apologize for the things I'm going to say in the next 30 minutes or so. Uh, but the Golden Monkey, I thought was appropriate due to the Joe Exotics. The end of the, the last episode had his remorse for the, uh, what were the chimps? Chimpanzees? How they couldn't play together, right? And he had to sell them to a zoo. Yeah, he got yeah. sold. Yeah. And he, didn't, yeah right? he didn't know that they were, you know, actually wanted to be friends. Wanted to be near each other and like give each other hugs yeah. until he gave yeah. them away. Yeah. So this is a, a tribute to those two monkeys and also Joe Exotic's beautiful music videos. Uh, this is why I'm doing the Golden Monkey tonight. So, uh, Bonk, what, what do you got going on? Uh, my third beer is a Balboa Blonde. Um, it's a brewed in L.A., but uh, on the cover of the on the can is a beautiful, gorgeous cartoon of a blonde tanning in the sun with her bikini top it's uh you know kind of chub worthy uh but she's got a flowing mullet and um a full mullet a flowing locks of hair and her blonde hair is uh in tribute to joe exotics faux mullet whatever the fuck he has uh flowing so kind of loosely tied to exotic i love it yeah fab fab what's your uh what's your last beer my friend uh, still the alley cat. It's the only one I could find. <laughs> oh, got it, got it, got it. M- meow, First, second, meow. and last. Oh, the alpha and omega over there. I love it. Uh, are you ready? Are we all, we're, the, the round table is done, I think. We all touched on things. Hopefully it was exotic for everybody. But uh, are we ready to dive into Toronto's international misconnections? Is that a thing? Uh, yeah, it is. I am ready when you guys are. I am ready. Uh, kick this off, dude. Uh, I'm in Toronto. Coming at you live from Toronto. That's in Canada for you geographers out there. Bloor Street West. You delivered a surprise in a tiny box with a ghost stamped on top. You swung by my friend's place quickly and brought us a little surprise in a box with a ghost stamped on top. Your baggy sweatpants and baseball hat drives me wild. Bring a surprise in a little box with a ghost stamped on top to my house next time, please. I, uh, what's in the box? <laughs> what's, what's in the box? What's in the box? Easy bread pit. I, th- I think this is pretty obvious. You guys don't see it. The pizza delivery. Man? delivery. Oh, we delivery. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But okay, so the baggy sweatpants drives this person wild. Is it because you can see the outline of the uh, the dong? Is that what that is? A one hundred percent. Yep. Oh, I was picturing like some little hot chick in sweatpants and a backwards hat. <laughs> Dude, come on! How many times have you been on this at like this podcast, man? <laughs> when uh, is it many, a hot chick? <laughs> too many times to make this mistake again. 
<laughs> I'm ready to be hurt again. Ever the optimist. <laughs> Um, I love that one. Uh, I think you're right. I, I definitely flew over the point of weed delivery. That makes sense. And this is Toronto, so that should be obvious. Well, I don't know what the rules are in Toronto. I assume they can smoke weed. Oh, me either, but I just figured it was different. <laughs> that should be obvious. <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> uh, we don't have any Toronto listeners right now on the, uh, on the analytics. All right, next one coming at you. This one from Brampton. Hey, Jimmy. Everything is closed, and I don't know anyone here. Why? If there's any guy out there who would like a 24-year-old female to hang out with, please send pick for mine or contact me on Nightwoke. Just send me your screen name. Bored as hell, Rhonda. I like you, Rhonda. (laughs) Is that Rhonda Rousey? Nightwoke. That's well, what I mean, I'm would asking. you, Ronda Rousey? I mean, I feel like, I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, Are we yeah, doing ones not? and zeros, like yes and no. You gotta That's, go. Yes, she's definitely a one. She's a one, just yeah. for the celebrity of it. Yeah. Here's the thing: you don't fuck Ronda Rousey. She fucks you, right? Like you're yeah. not in charge. She's yeah. taking control of that situation. Yeah, yeah but, but that could go different ways. Like. Okay, she takes control is one thing. She takes control of the strap on's another. <laughs> Whoa, I was not thinking that. <laughs> that is not I mean, happening. Still, it's time to go. Still a one. Time to go home. Still, obviously, still a one. <laughs> uh, just kidding, but seriously. Um... All right, so I did a little research. Turns out Nightwoke is an adult dating website. Uh, which sounds like it's even more of a hookup spot than Tinder because they talk about their privacy. Their banner art is some lady in a masquerade mask, and uh, they are the best privacy features. So whether you're looking for someone to flirt with, a hookup, a third for your duo, a full-blown affair, or some other type of adult dating, you'll always be safe. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so I'm thinking Rhonda might be, uh, this might be her, you know, grassroots guerrilla marketing campaign for her fledgling business. She might be a former employee of a place called, oh, I don't know, the Palace or Babes. And uh, they're no longer open for business, and now she's seeking other forms of compensation. The palace is not doing well right now, by the way. Just so you God, know. I miss the palace. Also, also, I feel like Fab should get a commission for some of this stuff. I feel like he's selling these these websites and these, you know, yes. this is gold for them. So if you reach out to Rhonda, use promo code FAB and get 20% off. <laughs> 20% off ZJ. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Uh, RIP ZJ. Mm. Just kidding, he's not dead. He does not have Rona. That we know of. It's worse. All right. It's worse than dead. Next one. Uh, this is very Canadian. Uh, Queen and Sherborne. Purple hair at Tim Hortons in Angst Hair Salon. Petite young lady that worked at Angst Hair Salon washing and coloring hair. You used to have purple hair. We used to have excellent conversations while you were at Angst, but I stopped going for a while, and you left to go and work at Timmy's during that time. When I returned for haircuts, you were gone. Sad face. Anyone have any info? 
Thanks. How good were those haircuts to make a misconnection out of it? Yeah, the washing and coloring of the hair. Coloring spelled C-O-L-O-U-R. So. Oh, you know it's good. So I, I, I yeah. see where they're coming from. Like my The chick who cut my hair for like a year just started her own shopping or the hell she went. She didn't tell me that. She just started her own shopping and bailed on the shop I used to go to. Give you the high end tight and left? No, the, she did not give me that. Oh, some other guy. But if you find someone you like, you know, like it's nice to stick with them. At least that's my opinion. Brand loyalty. Give some uh, some pent up anger here, man. No, I'm just I'm just saying, like I I fuck that bitch. This <laughs> I'm not, not going to say she's Carol Baskin. She actually, but that bitch is fucking Carol Baskin. Actually, it's funny because she does have purple hair. I don't know if she worked at Timmy Hortons. I don't think she did, but uh, she did have purple hair. So it, it's it strikes a chord with me. This one does. Yeah, it hit, hits home. Hits home, man. That sucks. What was their conversations? What were they talking about? That was so electric that he had to make a a post about it. He. No, I'm saying that. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm assuming. I think here. this is a woman to a woman. I yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. No you're right, you're way. Right. Um, no way. The they use the word petite young lady. That's what such a woman? chick term, dude. No way. That's such it, a it, fucking it dude no term. That's like a that's like an old dude's term. Petite young lady. No way. That's a, that's a 45 to 65 year old guy. I feel like, but what's the forty-five to six-year-old guy doing at a hair salon that colors hair? I'm gonna, I'm gonna glaze over that one. He's a um, young, <laughs> says young lady. I feel like when I, I'm sorry, I can't even, I can't. When I'm getting my hair cut, I don't want to fucking talk to the person. I'm not having a. Are you guys having conversations with your hairstylist? I do not. I do not enjoy conversations with them. No, but most. I, I think a lot of people. I think a lot of my hair. My barber, I've been going to for a while, and he's uh, huge into boxing, so he'll usually ask me if I've seen the most recent MMA or boxing fight, to which I always say no. And we talk about that for a little bit, and then we talk about the NFL. So it's good. I enjoy it. You don't tell me of a semi-successful podcast you're on? I'm just uh, afraid. No. <laughs> I'm afraid that I'm when I'm talking that I'm going to – get my sideburn cut a little too short or some shit. I, I just feel like there's going to be too much movement. I don't like it. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to enjoy the experience and get the fuck out of there. I don't want to I like talk a, about your family. I like an opening salvo of conversation and then like recede into nothing, if you will. Salvo? Yeah. What a fucking... <laughs> yeah, just like, hey, how's business? You guys doing what? You guys doing well? Blah, blah, blah. How's, how's the family? Whatever. And then like goes silent for the next 20 minutes. Isn't yeah. that just like an awkward drop Brazilian. off a cliff, though? No, like, obviously, yeah. some the conversation has a natural ending, and then you just sit there and get your hair cut. I, I close my eyes, and that is my, like, all right, don't fucking talk to me. You know what? You ever been to, like, a Brazilian steakhouse? You have the, the green and red, like, uh, koozie oh, yeah. or, like, oh, cup yeah. holder? Oh, yeah, like, green... Says go. I need more meat more in my f- mouth. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. says I've had enough stuffing. Yeah. So I think a barber shop should sell the, like the, the same etiquette. Like I, I will. A conversation is green. I'll fucking talk to you, which will never be used. And then red, just shut up and cut <laughs> my hair. <laughs> I think you have a business idea here, Hog. 
All right, uh, I'm gonna cut this part, <laughs> patent this, and then <laughs> put it on a, a future episode. Um, no, I'll I think right. Like, <laughs> you seem like a talker. Yeah, big I, big Tom's a big talker, man. I'm like a I, I'm flexible. If they want to talk, I'll talk. If they don't want to talk, I'll be fucking silent. Oh my god. Oh shit. Give me another one fast. All right, this one from Toronto. Cafe St. Clair in Lansdowne. You're the cute blonde working behind the counter. I hear people call you Blondie. I've got the neck tattoos and come in every day. We talk every so often, but it's awkward to ask someone while they are working. Message me if you feel it as well. Wait, whatever the key. Is it just neck tattoos? Yeah, that's his. That's his fucking distinguishing feature. Uh, I used to be his calling card. Well, apparently, it's in the neighborhood where they don't get a lot of neck tattoos. Otherwise, he'd have to be more specific. But if he's like, "I'm the guy with the neck tattoos," that's his distinguishing feature. I hear people calling. He's there every day, or this person is there every day, and you can't like just be like. Give me your number, or you want to talk? Can I get some coffee? I don't know. Man. Is so, it not enough to just be like, I am the guy that's there every day? This reminds what, me of Have you guys seen Hall Pass? Yeah, yeah. I actually have not seen that one. Uh, it's a terrible movie. I don't recommend it. But uh, Jason Bateman goes to, or no, it's Owen Wilson. Sorry, I get all those fuckers mixed up. Owen Wilson goes to this coffee shop every day. And hits on like doesn't really hit on this barista, but she's a very cute blonde barista, and just reminds me of this. He does not have neck tattoos, but it's like a similar situation. He goes to it every day, like coffee, black. I don't know. Gotta see the movie. Uh, I haven't seen the movie, but I will say like what makes it more. I think this makes it more awkward. Um, I he posts this, she doesn't respond, but she sees it. And then he keeps coming in and she knows it's him. And that's fucking awkward. Like, cause he's like, well, she, she didn't see it. She didn't respond. It's fine. But now she knows he's the neck tattoo creeper. Like that's the guy, right? Is that weird? Wait, you're saying you think she's, she like would see this and not say anything. Yeah. So what if she's like, I, she doesn't feel the same thing. Right. So she's has to work there and he's coming in every fucking day. And she sees it and she's like, oh, God, that guy's a fucking weirdo. He smells like cheese and like undercooked bat. It's fucking gross. Undercooked and, bat. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a little sensitive nowadays. Too soon. Too soon? I'll cut yeah. that. It's, uh, yeah, I'll undercooked cut. bat. He smells like cheese. And um, I, I, I don't want to talk to this guy. And so he, he keeps coming in hoping that she'll reciprocate. And she doesn't. Isn't that weird? I don't know. No, I agree completely. Because she's not going to message him if he if she thinks he's a weirdo. But he's not so, going to know that. Not, so it'll just be weird for her, and she'll have already thought that this guy's weird. So I don't think it would change anything, because he's not going to know. He's just going to assume that she doesn't troll Craigslist misconnections. Well, she's not going to necessarily think he's a weirdo before this ad, right? Like, if she, she could just be like, oh, he's a friendly guy, like good conversation, whatever. And then she sees this ad on Craigslist is like, oh, this guy's a fucking creeper. I'm not talking to him anymore. I agree. I think he's putting all of the onus on her, and that's unfair to me to like make her uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. If, if he would just talk to her in real life, 
it would be fine. And then she could reject him and it'd be over. But now he's like making this, it, it's all in her court. I don't know. It's fucked up to me. Maybe it's so crowded. He doesn't have enough time to talk to her, man. I'm looking at, uh, it's awkward to ask someone why they're, they're working. I don't know. I feel bad for the guy. He's got like a dick tattooed on his neck that's going into his mouth or some shit. <laughs> and, you know, it's <laughs> right off his fucking Adam's apple into his mouth. You never know. Oh, you talking about straight up, straight vertical? You do, you, do you never know? It says neck tattoo. Who knows how aggressive? I was thinking like like behind the ear going up to towards no, the chin. Not behind behind the ear is a head tattoo. You're talking about you're talking about like straight up past the Adam's apple, no curvature. No, I mean he's probably straight, got it's, it's neck right to the bottom dick. of the chin, man. I think he's okay. yeah. well, that doesn't exist, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure it does on someone, but probably not this guy. Maybe there's always a know. little lean somewhere. <laughs> Fuck you, Cafe St. Clair. Bye. Yeah. All right. <laughs> give me another, Next. Give me another Liberty Village. Sexy guy walking his dog, Liberty Village. I saw you this morning at 6 a.m. out with your dog. Our dog sniffed each other a little. Then my dog jumped up on you with his head at your crotch level. I told him to get out of there and said, sorry, he gets that from me, and winked at you. You laughed and said maybe when it's okay to be close again and walked off. I'd love to get a taste of your cock sometimes. You were hot as hell with your sexy eyebrows and hair and a little man bun. Tell me what kind of dog you had so I know it's you. Wow. <laughs> this is a misconnection. That escalated quickly. <laughs> and your dog was really cute. Also, can I suck your cock? No, taste. He just wants to taste sometimes. Oh, just taste. Yeah, taste, taste. Which is... Actually, can we say that's more aggressive? I would say <laughs> <laughs> that's like that. That shows a level of like I want to be personal with you. Like I want to be that. <laughs> that's not like a GG. Like uh, I'm gonna truck stop stall glory hole you. That's like, did I say that at some point? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I've been drunk as shit on this show. There was a misconnection where it was advertising a certain glory hole that would be occupied at a certain time <laughs> at a truck stop. Believe it or not. Oh fuck, dude, I, that was a good one. I love that one, man. I'm holding out that this is a. Never mind. I don't give a fuck. It's not a girl that posted it. Oh fucking now, dude. This is a two. It could be. It could two, be two dudes. You know, and they go. Oh. I think that's a, a Canadian thing. response. A, a responsible response, Big Tom says. I love it. Yeah, a little that's man true. A little, little chair on top. Yeah. If uh, you right, would expect it, though, if it was 100% Canadian, that it's for the dog encounter to happen, and then the one guy to go, oops, sorry about that. Sorry. 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 Sorry about that. Hey. All right. Uh, last one. Thornhill. Last one. Bowling a long time ago. I was with two girls bowling at the Thornhill Bowlerama in 1987. You, 18 or 20, were, were what, what seemed like your siblings two lanes over. I noticed you throughout the night but never paid much attention. Then when we were done, you walked over and gave me your tell number on a slip of paper. 
I put it on my compact Presario computer at the time so I wouldn't lose it. Big mistake. Hell yeah. Maybe the biggest mistake of both of our lives. I don't have the computer anymore, and I missed out on a lifetime with you. You were perfect. I didn't have to look any further. Oh my god. Wow. What? This is what, what year? 33 years ago, this happened. 1987? 87, yeah. Oh my god. That's the year I was born. What? How fucked up do you have to be to wake up and be like, you know what? I'm going to post the misconnection today. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is. You didn't have this the, the resource of the internet in '87, so yeah, he only got yeah. that like 20 yeah. years ago. Just yeah. a compact Rosario. That's all you had. And I fucking love a compact Rosario because we I had one when I was a child. <laughs> but yeah, I love that I was I was with two girls bowling at the Thor. I just wish that it was something a qualifier right here. Tell me what I was wearing. <laughs> So I know it's here. <laughs> what did we talk about? Yeah. Memories are a very important thing to me, and I want to make sure that you're somebody I can rely on. I actually feel really bad at this guy. Like I feel like he's in a shitty spot, and like he's oh. just regretting he, life choices. He just came out of a relationship. He's probably 58 yeah. years old. Uh, he just got divorced, yeah. and he's looking back on every person he could possibly fathom that he met but man he is reaching deep deep terrible okay hold on i actually have to call bullshit on this because in 1987 you're not bringing your fucking compact presario to i was was like 98 maybe later right yeah you're not bringing your massive computer to a what was he a bowling way Unless he owned the bowling alley. No, no. He got the number of pieces of paper, then went home and put it on his computer. Oh, that's what it was. But that's what it was. Okay. uh, Hold on. Never mind. Continue. (laughs) I don't know, man. It just fucked up. Toronto. Not as as degenerate as I thought it was going to be. Okay. So, so this is... I just found the date that Compact Versailles were released because I didn't think they were that old. September of 1993. This guy's full of shit. This is a fucking scam, bro. Scam. It's a scam of 33 years in the paper. He had a piece of paper that he held for like 10 years, then put it on his compact Rosario, which later crashed, and then he lost the number. Okay, possible, but not likely. No. Toronto, you guys suck. Uh, that was you, you're fucking with us. We're just a whole bunch of guys trying to have fun and you know help people find love. And now you're lying about compact presarios and shit. Come on, man, be better. Be better, uh, Big Tom. How was your beers? How was the Joe Exotic beer lineup? The Joe Exotic beer lineup was good. Um, if I had to rank them. You know, ironically enough, I think we go in reverse order with the Ooh. with the. Uh, I think I think we'll go reverse today. Uh, Apocalypse IPA out. would be the number one. Um, no shit. I think so. You know, and I don't know if I'm just getting nostalgic or just worried about where the world's going. 
But uh, Apocalypse is number one on my mind and number one on my throat, too. Um, number two. <laughs> I, I would have thought the Joe IPA would be number one. Yeah. Joe, uh, the Joe IPA exotic is number one in your throat. <laughs> you know, Joe IPA is the utility yeah. YouTuber. You know, he's Are you saying that it comes first, Gigi? <laughs> oh, yeah, say that. <laughs> Joe's gracious. Joe's coming second. You know? It comes last. It's like yeah. Coombs first. <laughs> See you, I think Joe's. I think Joe's coming second. I think the uh, Alicia Daglo is is third. Um, in order out of ten, too. I think Apocalypse is hitting a, a high seven and a half. Joe IPA with a seven. Alicia Daglo with a six and a half. I, I was going to uh, – I'm calling me surprised. I thought Elysia, just because of our affinity to the space dust, oh, would be the top beer, right? So I, I, I gave it this weird, like, step up. Above the other beers earlier, and that's not true. I mean, this space just 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 cleans its clock, and it just it can't be competed with. Well, I feel like we should do an all space dust episode. We just drink three space dusts, and (laughs) just that would be a nonsensically talk about sports. Good night episode. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I think we we should do three space dust before we start the episode, and then drink three more while recording. And then, and then see who can talk the longest. Yeah, who can slur the longest? Who can just keep yeah. going? Yeah. It's an endurance test. Uh, breaking news uh, on Twitter: Jeff Passan of ESPN is reporting that Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association are coming together with a plan that's backed by federal health officials to get players back in spring training camp by May and games soon after that. Korean baseball, Let's baby. go there. sports. Let's go sports, dude. So I don't Come know. Something to look for. So we see full body thermometers. That's right. You know, I think you just Waste have a up. rectal thermometer inserted at all times. Yeah, it's like a it's like a <laughs> Apple Watch, but a butt thermometer, and you just get it. All your internal temps recorded at all times. It tells you if you have yeah. Corona or not. Exactly. Yeah, the Rona. And it just goes to some guy like behind the dugout who's banging a trash can. And they're like, hey, this guy's out. Bang the trash can and they go. Does it vibrate the thermometer when he bangs the trash can? Yeah, I think I'm it does. It gives you a little friend. jolt. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for joining me. Three beers, too. I uh, really, really like this episode. This gold monkey has fucked me up. I am gonzo. Uh, thank you so much. If you guys want to join the podcast, please DM us, Instagram us, whatever it's called. Let us know. Join the podcast. Talk about your sports team with the boys. Drink a beer. Socially distant. And uh, thanks much, guys. You got anything else to say? I love you. Carol Baskins is a bitch. Carol fucking Baskins. Tom, give me some. Give me a sound bite. Hey, I, I, I just got to say... Uh... And then I saw the tiger. That's all it is, man. (laughs) (laughs) Not performing Joe Exotic, by the way, but we won't get into that.